When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Hello, Herky's Voice listeners. I'm excited to share with you that the University of Iowa Athletic Department will celebrate the 50th anniversary of Title IX, hosting Herky's Walk on Saturday, May 7th at our University of Iowa Francis X. Kreitzmeier track. This event will celebrate 50 years of Title IX and all of those who have been committed to providing equitable access to sport for girls and women. The 50-minute walk will be accompanied by activities that educate and celebrate 50 years of Title IX. The event will also be a kickoff to a year-long celebration of 50 years of women's athletics at the University of Iowa. For more information on Herkies, the Hawk Walk, our Herkies community, and events surrounding 50 years of Title IX and 50 years of Iowa women's athletics, visit hawkeyesports.com slash Herkies. And now, back to this week's episode of Herky's Voice. This is Herky's Voice, a conversation with special Hawkeye guests focusing on the stories and people behind Hawkeye athletics. Now, here's the host of Herky's Voice, Iowa women's tennis coach, Sasha Schmid. Welcome to Herky's Voice. It's March, and we are celebrating women's history on Herky's Voice. Today, we get to hear from two outstanding women in our athletic department. 
Kara Park is Senior Associate Director for Athletic Academic Services and Student Development and Events for Hawkeye Athletics. And Alex Dicebeck is Academic Coordinator and Career Specialist within Student Athlete Academic Services here at the University of Iowa. I loved hearing their background, their stories, their journey to Iowa, and the very important work they do for Hawkeye Athletics on a daily basis. Take a listen to Kara and Alex. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Welcome to Herky's Voice, and I am so excited about our conversation today. We are celebrating two outstanding women in our athletic department. I want to welcome in Kara Park for joining us today. Hi, Sasha. Welcome, Kara. <laughs> and I want to welcome in Alex Dicebeck. Welcome, Alex, to Herky's Voice. Thanks, Sasha, for having me. I appreciate you guys. You are very busy, and you have come over from the Jardine Center, which yes. is our fantastic Student Academic Learning Success Center, to join me here at Carver Hawkeye Arena. I want to share your stories with our Hawkeye community. You are two women that impact our student-athletes on a daily basis in really profound ways that I think sometimes our Hawkeye community just may not know. You don't, you don't really get... Yeah. The limelight, and you don't get all of the focus, but you are incredibly important. And Kara, I witnessed that firsthand because you are the academic coordinator for oh, women's tennis, but you're I so am. much more than that. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear your story. Tell us a little bit about where you grew up, your yep. family, and, and eventually like how you made your journey to Iowa. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having both Alex and I on here. Um, you had mentioned before that, you know, we're not coaches, so... Yeah, we're not, you know, in front of everyone all the time, but we probably see student athletes, you know, maybe even more yeah. um, just being in the academic world. And yes, love your girls, love being with the team. I've been with you for eight years now yes. um, and in Iowa for eight. So very excited uh, to be here in Hawkeye. Um, but a little about my journey. Uh, I am an Iowa girl, born and raised in Iowa. Um Tiny town, Wyoming, Iowa. Shout out. Okay, where is uh, Wyoming, Iowa? If you go about an hour east, a little bit north of Iowa City, uh, by Anamosa. Okay. That's where Wyoming is. And Midland High School. Um, my parents were both teachers. Have lived there since they got there in, you know, I think 1974. Um, dad was a football coach, softball coach, was the AD at our high school for 30 years. Mom was an elementary teacher, and they just retired, I think, about five or six years ago. Um, my dad just turned 70 this past weekend, so we celebrated that. And um, I think I just I got most of my inspiration from them. Uh, being in sports, I've always been in sports my whole life. Um, played softball in college. Uh, Were you one of those Iowa girls from a small town that played every everything. sport? I say this a lot, actually. So in our high school, we had, I think, I had 54 people in my graduating class. And if you didn't play, if you didn't do everything, you didn't have teams. Yeah. So I was in volleyball, basketball, 
I ran track for a year. And then I figured out I was slow. <laughs> I tried to throw a discus. That, <laughs> that didn't work. So then I went out for golf. Huh? I bet you didn't know that about me. I didn't. Yeah. So went out for golf, played for three years, and then I also did softball. Okay. But I was in band, flags. So I guess they call it color guard. We called it flags. Um, I was in plays, musicals, mm. literally everything. Uh, because if you didn't, then you just didn't have anything in these schools. So I had an awesome experience, got to do everything under the sun. Um, decided to go on to college at Kirkwood Community College in Cedar Rapids. And I tried out for the softball team. I was a walk-on. Um, awesome experience. Uh, I think I ended up getting a small scholarship my second year. Uh, what position did you play? I'm an outfielder. I tried to play infield. And me and Limestone just don't get along. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. So, yeah, I, I can judge balls better being out in the outfield and on grass. So, so I have um, a question. Yeah. In hi- high school, Yeah. were you coached by your dad? I was not. Okay. Very good question. Um, he stopped being our softball coach years before I got in, but yeah, dad was one of those. Oh, here's another thing. So yes, he was the football coach when my brother played, a brother and a sister, older brother, younger sister. He was my brother's football coach and my brother was quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to ask him how he felt about that. But yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that was an awesome relationship that they got to have. My dad was kind of one of those, I'm going to hang back in the back and not say much. Mm -hmm. Because he was also the athletic director, so I think he had, obviously he cheered for us and stuff, but I think he was more just, I'm going to let them play and um, nice. have their success be their success, yeah. So, nice. um, yeah, after Kirkwood, I decided to go to Northern Iowa, and I decided to be a teacher. teacher. I got into student teaching, and I realized I was having more fun, honestly, talking with the juniors and the seniors about going to college. Mm. So I was like, hey... How can I do that? Um, found out about, you know, academic advising and grad school to go do that. Went back to UNI and got my grad degree there in post-secondary ed. Uh, and my first job in college athletics was at the University of Akron in Ohio. And just picked up and moved. It was the best thing I ever did. Um, worked for, you know, a mid-major school and got to see something outside of Iowa and um, I was fortunate enough about three and a half years later to go back to UNI and work um, at UNI for five years. Um, that experience working at those two schools was amazing um, because it's smaller and, you know, smaller budgets. But I got to do everything, literally everything from programming to advising, all the things um, and got to be very involved in the department. So I think that helped mm-hmm. when I eventually came here to Iowa in 2014. Um, no job is too small (laughs) and I think you can learn a lot from being in those those smaller schools and getting to do all the things that we got to do so that's actually where Alex and I's story cross paths crosses paths yeah that's where our friendship began (laughs) (laughs) I've known Alex since you were what 18 18 yes I've known you for over 10 years now (laughs) so yeah um Alex was our student assistant starting at 18 years old as a freshman at UNI. And, I mean, you can take the story from there, Al, but, like, uh, it's amazing that I've known you for that long. Yeah. And it's been a cool relationship because, you know, started off, Kara was a supervisor of mine, and then it grew into a friendship, and now we're colleagues at a different institution, and it's just fun to have 
memories and experiences that kind of span over such a long period of time while kind of working towards the same goal too. So it's been really fun over the years. I love that. So Kara, thank you for that. I loved hearing that. And I did learn some good stuff. You did? Good. Um, (laughs) Alex, tell us your story. Yes. Oh my gosh. So Growing up, I moved around a ton. I have lived in five different states. So I was born in Illinois. Um, I moved to New Hampshire, lived there for about four years, moved to Wisconsin, lived there for four years, North Dakota for four years, and then West Central Iowa for four years. That's where I went to high school. Um, My family lived over there for a little while longer, and then that's when I journeyed to college over at UNI and where I met Kara. Um, My dad worked for a telephone company, so it just so happened that every couple years, opportunities came up, and my family got to move and experience and see different parts of the country. Um, I spent six years at UNI. I did my undergrad there, working with Kara in athletics, um, I had no aspirations of grad school. It was not really something I had ever thought of. No one in my family had really explored graduate school. So um, after working with Kara and um, our friend Stacia Eggers there, they kind of sat me down my senior year and they're like, hey, Al, you're kind of good at this. Maybe you (laughs) should think about, you know, a long-term career in this and you do have to go to grad school. So there is some further schooling and Um, It was a really cool aha moment to have with not only your supervisors, but your friends at the same time. So um, got into grad school for higher education at UNI and was able to step in some really cool roles at UNI in athletics while I was um, in graduate school. And um, beyond graduate school, I had my first um, job in athletics at Illinois State University. So I worked with a handful of teams there, did some leadership development, a little bit of career development there. And then the opportunity um, about a year and a half after being there opened up to kind of migrate back this way. And um, my family all lived in Iowa. So I was home for me and it was a good, you know, stepping stone. And Five years later, here I am. So that's kind of been my journey to get where I am today. I love hearing everyone's stories. I think it just informs me in terms of who you are, even more well-rounded as a person and knowing how you got to Iowa. And thank goodness you both have found your way to academic services here at the University of Iowa. I can imagine many people thinking, you know, I'm curious how I can, I want to work in the realm of athletics and wondering you know, how you get a journey into athletics. And I think both of you, is re- you came through like student services in the UNI yeah, yeah. education, education yeah. programming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you had said, Alex, you, what drew you to want to be a student with Kara? Did you know you wanted to work in athletics and you were drawn to this area? I actually wasn't. I stumbled upon my part-time job. A friend of mine from high school was working with Kara yeah. at the time, and she was kind of discovering where she wanted to go and transferring to a different school is what she thought. And she kind of passed my name along, and I was working at a restaurant at the time, and I was working crazy hours and trying to balance school. And um, I had no clue what to expect, and it started off just kind of doing some front desk work and then over time, I just loved what they did, and they I saw the impact they were making, and slowly I was able to kind of get in and do some of that myself. So I thank Kara for really kind of getting me in the Aww. door because otherwise 
you know, it's not something you really stumble upon. Yeah. Um, you kind of have to have an in or um, know someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was fortunate enough to kind of have someone take a leap of faith and get to give me some opportunities as a young 18-year-old. And yeah. It's interesting. We get this question a lot, actually, from student athletes that have sat in your office for maybe like a year. And they're like, wait a second, can I do what you do? And that is such a fun uh, talk with them um, when they discover like, oh, wait, like this is an actual job and I can do this. Um, Those are always fun conversations because they genuinely are interested in that path and how to get there. But I don't think they think about it. Just like I didn't think about it either. I didn't have an, an athletic academic coordinator when I was a student athlete at Kirkwood. We just didn't have the resources for that. Uh, we had academic advisors on campus, but I, it didn't click until, you know, I was in actual student teaching and I was helping students figure out college. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, when I went to grad school, I was like, wait a second, they have these resources on campus. It was a different person when I was in grad school. Um, and I just reached out to her and I was like, hey, I was a former student athlete. I would really like to see what this is all about. But yeah, it didn't click until I kind of discovered it on my own. I think people might be interested to even know what a day looks like for you because all students here at the University of Iowa campus have an academic advisor. Correct. Yes. What 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 is specific and unique about being an ac- athletic academic advisor? It's kind of different every school you're at. Yes, very much so. Yeah. So I don't know, Al, do you want to talk about at Illinois State kind of what you know, or even you and I. Yeah. Um, I think the larger the institution you are able to work at, the more narrow and focused you can be. Um, mm-hmm. That makes sense. There's more bodies that can be, you know, sp- duties and responsibilities spread to. But um, prior to coming to Iowa, it was, um, I think here we can dive in a lot deeper because we have more power, um, more people that can do different roles and responsibilities. So at previous institutions, it might be, you know, checking in a couple times. Mm -hmm. They still had those um, campus advisors and people that they would have to meet with. Um, At UNI, they very much were their advisors. Um, They were able to, the way campus worked, allowed students to meet with athletics and kind of supplement the advising piece. It was a big role, though, because you Mm -hmm. had to be able to understand and um, navigate all the different majors on campus. But um, here, it's nice that we get a partner with the campus advisors. They're the experts. um, But we're a lot more of the day-to-day. How are you going to be successful in your daily routines and with your classes to then meet those standards that your campus advisor is wanting you to um, while we're also tracking the eligibility side of it, of course. Yeah, I think it's helping students figure out how they're going to fit in their academics with their athletics and make it, you know, a great relationship between the two and how to succeed in both. Um, And I'm thankful that they have both resources because those advisors, like Alex just said, are um, experts in the majors. But when I was at Akron, we were the sole advisors. So I had to know 300 and some (laughs) majors and how they all fit together. And yeah, it was taxing, but I I learned a lot. (laughs) I will say that I learned a lot. It makes Um, you appreciate the people here that much more now Mm -hmm. that you don't have to do all of that in the way that you used to, right? One thing I do appreciate about Iowa is that Alex and I, and most people in our office have dual roles. So we are athletic academic coordinators, um, but then we also have a different role uh, in our office. And Alex and I are both part of the student development team. 
I'm on more of the side of leadership um, and some other development uh, pillars that we have in our Hawkeye Life program. And then Alex is on the career side. Yep. So I love that I get to focus on the four teams that I have um, as an academic coordinator, but then I get to talk to all student athletes as well Yes. in some of those programs. What are the pillars of our academic student services department? Yes. So our Hawkeye Life program has six pillars, um, leadership, diversity and inclusion, health and well-being, career development, academic success, and I'm forgetting one. Leadership. Leadership. <laughs> That's yours. That's mine. And I just forgot about it. Putting others first. It's what you do, yeah. Care. <laughs> Putting others. Thank you for spinning that. Yes, <laughs> you're welcome. But it's true. Um, our, our Hawkeye Life program has been really installed since Andy Winkleman and I sat down about eight years ago, and, and Liz challenged us to come up with um, – a symbiotic relationship between all of uh, the programming that we're doing. We were doing awesome programming. We just had no way to market it to coaches, recruits, students, parents. So we came up with the Hawkeye Life program, um, and it really has stuck. Um, and uh, students know what we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> when we say it, uh, they get super involved. And, uh, yeah, we're proud of, of what we do in each of those pillars. So in, in each of those pillars, you – you do have then some other additional duties and programming. So, Alex, within those pillars, what area do you spend your time in? Yeah, so I am the career specialist along with being an academic coordinator for the women's track and field and cross-country team. So about 65 ladies I get to do the academic piece with, um, but then career development for all student-athletes is where I spend majority of my time. So that can be anything from one-on-one meetings, major exploration, job placement, getting into graduate school, everything in between. Um, to large-scale events. We just had some financial literacy presentations the last few days. I put on a summer job shadowing program to get our students out experiencing things that they're hoping to do beyond their time here in Iowa. Um, But the really cool thing about career development and all the other pillars is they really blend together. So although I spend a lot of time in career development, there's still very much developing leadership skills. So a lot of our pillars overlap each other, which makes our student development team so fun because we really work together a lot because there is that crossover pillarizing as some of our (laughs) coworkers will call it. Um, And getting the students a really cool experience in lots of different areas that they don't always make that connection with right away. And trying to meet them where they're at too. So if they're not ready to talk about resumes and job shadowing, then maybe let's start with the leadership development and how do you see yourself on your team and in the classroom uh, what's your leadership style so kind of starting where they are and with within that leadership pillar that I know you spend a lot of time in Kara what what areas do you focus on so right now uh, our primary leadership development program is through our student athlete advisory committee uh, or Iowa student athlete advisory committee or ISAC Uh, every team has two representatives that they apply for the position They are the leaders on their team uh, to the campus, to the Big Ten, NCAA. We get to do a lot of really cool things. I I would say our ISAC group is most involved in community engagement. They do such a good job of getting out and telling their teammates about great things we're doing in the hospital or in the schools. Um, Another thing that we do is is really do talk about how legislation, um, kind of the new world that we're living in with athletics is going to affect Student athletes, we've talked a lot about name, image, and likeness. 
um, and how that's affecting student athletes right now. So they, they get to be on the forefront of some of these talks. Um, and I think they really enjoy that. How long have you been in that role running ISAC? I have been doing SAC at every school that I've been at. So mm-hmm. between Akron, you and I and Iowa. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that program is really a nationwide program then. It is. Yeah. yeah. So every division one, two and three school has a SAC. Um, how they run it is up to each school though. So we have two members from every team. Um, some schools only have one member from every yep. team or more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have 10 at-large positions too. So on any given year, it might be 45 to 50 students total. And we meet every three weeks. Um, through the pandemic, we met on Zoom and they did such a good job. I was really impressed yes. um, with the involvement that still stayed online. Um, but now we're, we're back in person for the, for the most part, if we can. A really vital part of the leadership um, yeah. in the athletic department. Alex, one of the you know great memories I have from when I had been a student athlete at Iowa was going as a senior to the Polk County dinner. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and going on the bus with all the other seniors. Oh my gosh, I'm marketing that right yeah. now. It is so exciting to hear you talk about this. <laughs> it, it might have been open bar. It might still be. <laughs> Come this year and find out. <laughs> um, that 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 definitely is was was a pull back when I was a senior. I'm, yes. It might be still. <laughs> yeah. But beyond that fact, tell us a little bit about that event, the the history of that event, um, and kind of how that relates to getting our student athletes involved with employers in our in our community and within the state of Iowa. Yes. So Polk County um, Senior Dinner. The name has evolved a little bit over time, but it's been over forty years. Um, so it's really awesome that we have coaches and alum who experienced it, or staff members when they were student athletes were able to participate, and now they're encouraging um, the younger generations around them to attend. So the event is put on by the Polk County I Club. So we bus our student athletes to the Des Moines area. Um, and they get a network with alum, professionals, and really get that final opportunity to be celebrated, honored, and get to network with people as they transition out. So um, David Fisher is the man who has been the mastermind behind it all for over 40 years. Um, he has recently passed away, so we are now honoring the event um, in his name. So it is now the David Fisher Polk County I Club event. Um, so we can live on his tremendous work that he's done and his legacy with the program. And I think that there's going to be exciting things we bring year after year to honor him and continue to make the program fit the needs of our current student athletes. So it's fantastic. Students look forward to it every year. Um, it's something, you know, that not many students get to have the opportunity to take a bus with all other seniors and meet their coaches and get opportunities to do things like that. So it's a fun tradition that's been able to evolve and stick around for so long. There's really been some fantastic networking that has come from that event. And, you know, I think so many of the wonderful businesses within the state of Iowa really do want to hire student athletes from the University of Iowa. Yes, Absolutely. What are some of the other programming that you're involved in your area? Then I know you do a lot of job shadowing and, and peer work, especially even with our hospital. Yes. So one of, I would say, the largest events that we put on through the career development pillar is our Hawks to Professionals Summer Job Shadowing Program. So that began probably eight years ago as 
kind of a small spinoff group um, of some student athletes and a coach. Um, Andy Winkleman was able to help get them connected with a doctor in the hospital. They wanted shadowing opportunity. And as a student athlete, we know that they don't have all the time in the world to not only make the connections, but get these experiences into their busy schedules. So after conversations, after some really good relationship building and great follow through on the students end, this program has slowly started to evolve more and more each summer. So um, it started off being very healthcare focused and there was a non-healthcare focused piece that kind of got integrated into it. And then when I started in 2017, we started having conversations about, we have two programs that are very similar, kind of going parallel to each other. Why don't we just merge them together as um, students are interested in healthcare and non-healthcare and how those um, areas really blend together in many opportunities. So we kind of rebranded the program, restructured it and came up with Hawks to Professionals and um, we have on average pre-pandemic about 50 mm-hmm. student athletes each summer who participate across sports, um, living in Iowa City, getting 10 plus hours shadowing with one, two, sometimes three professionals across areas that they know they want to get into um, as far as career fields or they're exploring. Sometimes we'll have students, I'm interested in being a lawyer, being a dentist and a (laughs) physical therapist and all across the board, but we know how valuable it is to get them those experiences before they leave their time here at Iowa so they can decide, you know, this is for me, or actually this really isn't what I thought, because knowing what you don't want to do, I think is just as important. Um, totally agree. We say that all the time, yes. but sometimes it's for finding out what you don't want to do so that you can focus. Yeah. Yeah. And then we incorporate a lecture series each summer with it. We think it's very important to have some career development, um, different seminars, whether it's resume building, personal branding, Um, opportunities for our students. We very much let the cohort that summer pick what they're interested in, and we navigate um, getting speakers or doing activities around that. COVID brought some interesting Mm -hmm. challenges. So summer of 2020, we unfortunately couldn't shadow, but our students very much wanted these experiences. So we decided to build a platform online where our students can access career development materials, watch videos from our job shadowing hosts, um, so they can still have what they need to hopefully once things loosen up a little bit pandemic-wise, they can still go out and get these experiences. Um, Last summer, we weren't able to fully get back to normal shadowing, but we were able to add a really cool experiential learning. um, Yeah, so like uh, we really talked to the 10 students that were super involved over the summer about their leadership style. So we started off um, with some leadership assessments and really just personal assessments about what you think about yourself and how you interact with others. Um, And it turned into this project that service learning project project that we're like hey let's take what we know about ourselves and try to help others um and we focused in on sustainability and uh, food insecurity they had some awesome ideas that we're even taking into this year and i hope next year we can maybe incorporate some of this stuff too but um even now just the other day we had an event and we were talking about the leftover food that we had and we're like okay what can we do with this and we donated it um, there's all kinds of places here in Iowa City. So we're even thinking about that now because these students started that conversation. So wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. And 
once, you know, maybe we can get back to more in-person activities this summer, the full, you know, power of all of these ideas and programming can be unleashed again um, with all of the things that you've been working so hard at, Alex. Carol, one of the things that you do, which I'm blown away by every year, is you run our Herkies Award Show. Yeah, I'm blown away by the it too. Golden Herkies. <laughs> we put that together in um, a short amount of time. Uh, Tell us maybe, I don't know if our Hawkeye community, I mean, it's, I guess if I was to explain it, yeah. it's, it's a, it's modeled off of the ESPYs. Yes. Oscars, ESPYs, you know, um, it's totally student run. They come up with the script, the jokes, they are the presenters, the MCs. We even have them hosting their, what we call the golden carpet, red carpet, um, <laughs> We haven't done this in person since 2019. Um, so we were just talking the other day about how probably two-thirds of our student-athletes don't even know no what idea. it is. They have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> so we are really going to have to do some marketing this year because we're super excited that we're going to be back in person in May. Um, but when I say the students do everything, they do everything. <laughs> yeah. What What will be the... Um site for the we're show. We're going to be at Hancher this Amazing. year. Yeah. Just like we were in 2019. They're great to work with. Um, very excited. We're going to put some musical talent possibly. Um, that's a shout out to everybody that's listening to this. So if you're a student athlete and you have musical talent, <laughs> come like, talk to me. Come talk to Kara. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe have one or two interested right now. So what are some of the award categories? So we always have, you know, Athlete of the Year. Um, we also honor any student athletes who have gotten their Hawkeye Five, which is five hours of service. Um, it, anything from best play, um, best moment. Uh, we, it's changed over the years a couple of times just as we've learned. Uh, this is our, oh my gosh, is this seventh annual? I believe yeah. so, yes. Um, I think there's best celebration. Yeah, best celebration Newcomer. of a play. Newcomer of the Year, yeah. Best so, comeback story. Yes, there's... And I, we might add some this year. Uh, last year, one that we added was um, a diversity inclusion award for those teams and individuals that were going out and seeking opportunities to learn more about themselves and really be allies and speak up. Um, so we evolve and change each year. Uh, but the core is always there that it's student run. So it's a, and everybody gets dressed up and just has a great time. It's a great tradition. I'm so excited to have it be back in person yes. again. And you do a wonderful job. It is a beast to organize. It is. <laughs> but She's amazing so at fun. it, though. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> and I obviously get a lot of help from the staff, um, from our marketing department to the staff in Jardine. Um, they're great. And the video department, oh, my gosh, putting all of those nomination videos together and the voting and all of that. So thanks to everybody out there who helps. <laughs> well, March in March, we, we are celebrating women and just kind of making sure that we're focusing on some of our just wonderful stories about women in our athletic department. And we're, we have so many great personalities and each person's personal story is diverse and the backgrounds that they bring to this position. But, you know, the one thing that I want to say about both of you is that you, you just always do more than you have to do. You have huge hearts. You step up when it's needed and you're never afraid to put some more time and effort into these projects. And it makes, um, it makes Iowa better. And sometimes, unfortunately, it goes a little unnoticed. Um, and I just think that in the spirit of the Herkes program, it's so fun to bring these stories forward because, um, it really is, uh, inspiring to, to have women that care so much and do so much and are so selfless in terms of what they're giving to this department and to the student athletes. 
I wanted to ask each of you a question just about what you're both very involved in the Herkes initiatives and the programs. Just what about, you know, being a woman in this athletic department and your roles and the Herkes initiatives, what it means to you um, and why, why it is so Im- important and kind of what motivates you in that way? Yeah, so I think for me, working over in Jardine, we are a little bit in a silo. So we don't get to work with staff members and the department in the same way that the rest do. So I think any opportunity to get to work with our colleagues over in Carver or in the other athletic buildings, um, I always jump at that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, We hear about our colleagues being able to go for walks around the Carver <laughs> concourse during lunch and do all these fun things that, you know, just where we're physically located, we can experience those things. So I think any opportunity to not only get to know our colleagues better, but then do something to better our student athletes is always just super exciting. Mm-hmm. I work with a female team. So um, knowing that there's opportunities to celebrate them and bring to light all the amazing things that they're doing um, is fantastic. And I think um, as a department, we're just providing more and more opportunities to, ce- to celebrate our student athletes. And it's cool to be part of all those intricate pieces, even if it does mean um, a little more time than maybe you expected to spend at work that day. Just any way to work together for the betterment of our students is always just an energizing thing, even during those long hours. I agree. I, two things here. So I I think I go back to, we always try to help each other out whenever we can, even if it's not t- technically our event. Um, our staff, and really everyone at Iowa, is just so willing to chip in, I think, whenever they can. Um, but particularly, I think our department, we really try to help each other out. So like, mm-hmm. Alex, you don't have to help me with my event on Sunday, but you're going to because that's who you are. <laughs> and, and it's a great event. And it's a great event. Um, <laughs> we're honoring our student athletes who got a 3.0 um, from the fall at the basketball game on Sunday. Um, same thing. You know, you had a financial literacy the other day and a lot of us chipped in to help you with that just because, you know, that's what we do. Um, so I think recognizing that too, that we're all here to help each other for the same goal. Um I, I put this in my application for the Herkes uh, Advisory Committee that I think we don't always know that those that came before us didn't have the same opportunities or we don't reflect on that enough. Um, I'll never forget the story, and my dad probably won't remember this, but uh, we were playing catch in the yard one day when I was little, and I think I was asking him because he played football in college, and he was a swimmer in high school and played all the sports as well. Um, they grew up in Burlington, Iowa, so a larger school at that time in the 70s. It was a big school. Um, those larger schools in Iowa didn't have the chance to have girls' sports. And so I think I asked my dad about that, like, why didn't mom get to play anything? He's like, well, those larger schools didn't have them. He's like, but she would have been a heck of an athlete. And I, that just always stuck with me. So I think that's my inspiration, too, that, you know, people before me didn't have what we have now. So to keep it going. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, and I think that's there's something so powerful in that, you know, and, and the ability to be involved in whatever area. You know, there's a lot of different empowering areas in life. We just happen to work in athletics, but to see the value in making sure that we're getting the most out of this experience so that every person's growing mm-hmm. professionally and personally and challenging themselves, and specifically our student-athletes, but it carries over to the staff as well. You know, I mean, I think this is a a lifelong learning position and job where we're 
working with colleagues that are making us more informed and better and we're taking on more challenges with the different activities you know that we're um wanting to be involved in and I think the Herkes initiative really has brought together so many of the staff members across the different curriculums within the athletic department to your point Alex Mm -hmm. it's it's an initiative that um, has brought people to come to volunteer their time to work on the three pillars. We're talking about pillars, the three mm-hmm. pillars of the Herkes program, yeah. support, empower, and engage yeah. within Iowa women's athletics. Um, and you guys have volunteered to work in those different areas. Kara, um, you've actually taken on the responsibility of being a chair in the empower. Um, yeah. Of course she did. <laughs> <laughs> Which goes right back to my Yes, point. exactly. <laughs> Volunteer position. Talk a little bit about that. What's that? What does that mean to you? And why are you excited yeah. about that? I'm excited because one, I get to work with people that I probably wouldn't have, you know, and there's even community members on that, that committee too. So that's been really fun. Um, and Sarah Latin and I get to work together. Uh, she works in our event management. She's co-chairing that with me or, or vice chair or whatever we've called it. We're basically working together. Um, and one, it's been great to work with people I probably wouldn't have. And two, that, you know, we're, getting to do these awesome things for these two events that we have coming up, the celebrating 50 years of Title IX and then also 50 years of women's athletics at Iowa. Um, I'm on our group is, you know, taking kind of control of uh, looking at all the historical information that there is out there. And I'm learning so much. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I was a history major in college. Alex knows that. Yes, I did. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I was supposed to be a history teacher. Um, But this is like, a kid candy store for me because I'm learning all of these facts, um, seeing, you know, where the timeline was. Context is a really big thing to me. So just personally, I get to learn a lot, which is super cool. Yeah, going back and coming up with the, you know, it's hard to sort through, but coming up with the most significant moments that we've had in the five decades yeah. of Iowa women's athletics. Yeah. It's so fun. It's I've so en- fun. I've enjoyed doing that. And I, I can say, I remember one of the first times we all gathered together in person, I think it was maybe in November, December, to kind of come together and form about 30 people coming in and rolling up their sleeves to work on this, a larger committee on these upcoming mm-hmm. two major ad- anniversaries. I just looked across this room and I thought, these are my favorite people. <laughs> it's a good group, a good group. of people. <laughs> oh, could not come up with a better group of men and women all yeah. coming together to volunteer time, to work on Herkes Initiatives. Um, and the upcoming 50th anniversary of Title IX and 50 years of Iowa women's athletics. We have so much to do, so much to celebrate, and it really gives meaning to our jobs. You both are huge all-stars and assets, and I just wanted to make sure that we had a platform to tell your stories with our Hawkeye communities, and in any little way you could receive a little bit of the small amount of recognition that you too are most certainly do. Because <laughs> um, I definitely appreciate you and I know everybody here at Iowa Athletics does. So thank you both for joining me today. Yes, thank you. Thanks, Sasha. Well, I, I loved hearing your stories. Lots to look forward to. And uh, again, so, so glad you guys are, are here in our athletic department. And as always, go Hawks. Go Hawks. This has been Herkes Voice. The mission of the Herkes program is to help our Hawkeye community learn, support, and engage with Iowa women's athletics. To learn more about the Herkes initiative, visit herkes.hawkeyesports.com. Hawkeye fans, remember to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app. 
Once you become a Fight for Iowa podcast subscriber, you'll automatically receive the latest episodes of the Fight for Iowa podcast, the Herkey's Voice podcast, Hawk Talk replays, exclusive game day content, and more. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Hawkeye Sports Network.